Hello, ballers! Welcome to another episode of A League of Our Own. I'm your man, Turk, and of course, with me, as always, for the 28th time, Squiggy. Hey, everyone. Sorry, I was very delayed for a second there. <laughs> right, we're on fire already. <laughs> Clearly, you can tell I'm way too into this Raptor game that's about to start, and I am not focused. Okay, okay, Raptors aside, we'll have a lot of talk with them. And of course, dropping them beats, as always, Media Mike. Yes, yes, what's up, ballers and shot callers? We got a really nice episode. We have a special episode. It's uh, a second round preview uh, one. I know some have already started over the weekend. The second round schedule was kind of screwy on that. So that's why we are doing a special drop of the episode, and it's going to be for Wednesday, May 2nd. Hope you guys all get to listen to it. So let's get right into our headlines. The first one we have, first round hangover. NBA years assemble. Predict that. And that's all. <laughs> no, we got our new segment for F sakes. Oh, okay. So we are going with it. This was this was a last minute edition. It is a last minute edition. It's, uh, it's going to happen. It, it, it's going to take over Quizard for a little bit. All right. <laughs> uh, we all it, it's it's pretty much the complainted area, but it's going to be good. And uh, Squiggy has lots to complain about, especially with oh. the tie into the Avengers. All of the anger right now. <laughs> so we're not going to talk too much of the first round because we're already in the second round and who cares about that? Uh, but I do want to talk about some headlines that we have coming from the first round that are still relevant and going into the offseason and all that kind of stuff. So why don't we start off with Oklahoma City Thunder losing to the Utah Jazz 4-2 to in six games, which I predicted. Um, I don't know about you guys. I can't remember your, your things. I think I did pick Utah. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure you did too. I think, I think Joe picked we, the Thunder. No, uh, I, I, I can check. Let me check. check <laughs> but yes, continue. Oh, yes. And uh, the reason why uh, this is an ongoing headline everyone keeps talking about is like how burned out Russ is. He's pissed off, clearly frustrated, lost it out on a fan in the last game. Apparently, you making fun of his kid, his wife, his mama, all that kind of stuff. And then a lot of people were talking about, you know, fans should be fine, chirp, but leave the families out of it. And one would argue you pay all that money. If you're getting into a player's head, then isn't that good for your team? But we don't need to discuss that. I think we need to discuss what's Oklahoma's future. They have their quote-unquote big three, more like big two in Mello. Uh, Mello is still has a player option in the 20s of millions of dollars for next year. If, I'm not, if I am correct, it's around $26 million. Perfect. And then you have Paul George, which is a UFA, and you have Russ... He signed that big contract. He's in there for a while. Do you think they're going to keep the band together, or is this pretty much the end? So, <laughs> they need a team in Seattle first before that happens. Yeah. Uh, oh, just a side note: we all predicted the Utah Jazz to okay. beat the Thunder. Okay. Um, we are but, nice little pat on the back for all of us. Yeah. Yes. Um, in lieu of talking about the Oklahoma City Thunder. Uh, I think they're kind of in a really shitty situation, a really poopy situation, mm-hmm. um, just based <laughs> on the fact that Paul George is not coming back. I don't think he's coming back. I don't see him coming back. Where is um, he going? Lakers? I don't, I don't know. Um, I feel like with the year that he had, it's, it's complex. Because if we were talking about this last year after 
the series he had against the Raptors and everything like that, I would say, yeah, he's probably going to go to the Lakers. He could do a lot. After this, the year he had this year, like he had good games, but he had also a real, like a, he had a lot of bad games. Like he wasn't the Paul George that he was of past, but I get it a year older, but I, I really don't know where he goes. I feel like maybe if he goes to the Lakers, he can help the younger guys kind of develop. But besides him, um, Mello, there's no shot. Mello's not going to pick up his player option of $26 million because no one's going to pay him that. I agree. And you have Russell Westbrook, who, no matter how much he does, he just can't win. Like, it's sad, but look at the teams he's been on and he's had around him. He had him, James Harden, and Kevin Durant. Yeah, they were all relatively young at the time, but they were still on a team together. And Ibaka was there. Okay, with with that being said, sorry, I'm going to interrupt you. They did go to the NBA Finals and it lost against a historically amazing great team in the Miami Heat, right? Yeah. Uh, and then they were the team that brought Golden State 3-1 to one in the conference finals the year that they lost against uh, Cleveland in 2016. Mm-hmm. So I think we should give them a little credit. I think, yes, they didn't ultimately win, but they were a winning team. Yes, with Durant were, being there. Yes, and Harden kind of had one breakout season off the bench, and then he was shipped off to Houston the following year. Yeah, but I think the problem with it is, I think those were their opportunities, and there was just better teams. And I feel like now they've taken a backseat from where they used to be and oh, from what 100%. they used to do. And I feel like their their ship has sailed. Paul I feel George like, is nowhere near as good as Kevin Durant was. Or no, is. no. Uh, with that being said, if they lose Paul George at this point, I mean, they have Westbrook signed for another five years now. Bello is going to cash in or oh, I can't see anybody else in the league giving him 20 plus million dollars. I can't see anyone giving him giving more him than slack. like five. They're giving him slack. <laughs> They're giving him slack because he doesn't want to come off the bench. Yeah, which... <laughs> which I think in his career he, he should mind. be taking a Dwayne Wade page and doing that. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, Dwayne Wade, as much as, you know, people can love or hate him, they have to give him a little bit of respect for going back to a team that he was the number one guy in, in Miami. And of course, it was just, it was like a legacy trade that Cleveland did. But he went back there and he came off the bench. He was like, I understand this is not my show anymore. I'm just happy to be here. Uh, mm-hmm. And you're still paying me. Let's just get this going. And he came off the bench. I think Melo's needs to be in that same boat, or he just needs to work a lot harder to improve his game. I I think Melo is just done. Like that's all that there is to it. He's done. How about if he became a better spot up shooter? I, I, but I just don't see it. I don't. I just. He has the potential. I don't think he cares though. He's getting twenty six million dollars to essentially to essentially do nothing. He's way too overpaid. But he can play like a Vince Carter role. He has the size for it. But and I don't he think he understands. Do I don't think he mentally understands that, and I think he still thinks he can do more, but he can't. Media but, Mike, what are your thoughts? Because I know you're not a huge fan of Mello either. No, I think he's just pack it in. <laughs> just call it a call it a night. Yeah, <laughs> pack like, it in, retire. If he wasn't getting twenty six million dollars next year, he probably would, or yeah. he probably should. But the fact that he's going to get that kind of money to do nothing. He's coming back. 
Oklahoma would love that. They don't have to pay him money. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it, it, I don't. I don't see much. I don't see a great future for OKC. I think the big thing that. Year. <laughs> they're, they're You're what? They're missing the playoffs next year. You think they're no. missing the I think they'll make it, but I think they'll be a low seed, if anything. And I think what they need to do is similar to what the Raptors did and do almost like a culture reset. And they need to take a little bit off Westbrook. Like, they need a better... I, clearly, the whole big three thing didn't work with Paul George and uh, Melo. So maybe they need some of a bench to help. I don't know. I, I really don't know what they're going to do. I, I You're... Questions are valid because it's difficult to understand what's going to happen in Oklahoma. We're going to find out come uh, July 1st or possibly the trade deadline. Uh, not trade deadline, uh, the draft. draft day. But I truly believe that Paul George is probably going to stay there. It doesn't feel like the same time when Kevin Durant was leaving. It seems like maybe he wants to do like a one or two year deal, like a one year and then a player option for the second year. And see if uh, if this can work again. Because, again, they had Roberson that was injured. And he was probably their best defender. Uh, they could build guys around them. And use a little bit of the cap space they have. And kind of hope that Melo leaves. And then they can sign two guys. Two role players that will help them give depth. That's what they need. Uh, why don't we move to another team in the West. That's kind of in a similar situation. That has a big three. And definitely did not produce well against Houston. In the Minnesota Timberwolves. I know we all said that they're just happy to be there to make the playoffs after, was it since 2004, 14 years? But one would have to assume you you should have gave Houston a little bit more of a fight. It was pretty easy for Houston to, to move forward in this series. They got a gentleman's sweep. They gave away a game. Uh, Jimmy Butler is signed for another year. Sounds like Wiggins out of the big three there is most likely the odd man out. I don't know who would trade for him because he plays an older style game. Much like a DeRozan, few like four years ago. Uh, what do you guys? What are your thoughts? Do you think Minnesota is just going to try again next year with a little bit more chemistry and bring every bring the whole band back together, or they're going to shake things up? Uh, I think they're going to shake things up. I think they kind of have to shake things up. I, I think we're going into a newer NBA. I know, I know that might sound ridiculous. With like, we already bit, did a big transition into like three point shooting, but. I think you need you need to have three-point shooters at least to open up the floor to help some of the bigger guys. And I don't think ISO ball just works anymore. No. Like, just to have one guy, unless he's Russell Westbrook, but even, as you can see, it doesn't work for him. It doesn't even work for LeBron James if they were to do ISO. Like, it just it doesn't make sense. It's not a style that works anymore. The game has completely evolved. I, I agree with you, and they were – a little past heavy, but they had no depth. Remember, we were talking about in the regular season how uh, the coach was just playing only eight man deep. Come like ha- not even halfway through the season, mm-hmm. there was no depth. There was no trust in the lineup, and I feel like that was probably the biggest deterrent. They just got tired. Carl Anthony Towns is arguably the most potential on that team, and he was a dud in the playoffs. Oh yeah, which is not good if you're if you are um, Minnesota. Yeah, they, 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 they're something. I, it's crazy because if you look at just the names on the jerseys, and I know you should never do that, but if you look at the the names of the starting five of Houston and the starting five of Minnesota, you would be like, wow, Wiggins, Towns, and Butler all together. I'm like, that's got to be a good team, and it just didn't happen. 
you would you would think that the potential would be there to for that be a closer series, and it was just not. Yeah. Uh, Houston ran like it was. It was an easy game. It was almost like practice for them at, one, at some points. Yeah. Practice, guys. All right, let's move on to the East. Unless you guys want to talk about Leonard and the Spurs, but I feel like that's an ongoing oh. headline. I feel like that's something we're going to be able to talk about all off season. Yeah. So if we start talking about it now, we're already exhausting a topic for the year. <laughs> okay, for F sakes, I'm done with headlines that are not a playoff based during the playoff time. And I mentioned oh, this last episode too. This whole Knicks head coach thing, if you're not in New York, I don't care. If it's not someone in my organization that you're booking from, I don't care. It, like, I don't need to know that you have a deadline at the end of the week to get another head coach. Let us know when you have one. <laughs> Does that make sense? Oh, absolutely. It. I care gotten, about the playoff teams. I want to know more about the Pelicans, Utah, Houston, Cleveland, Philly, Boston, Toronto, Golden State. I do yeah. not care about any other team. Yeah, I was just going to say, I've gotten more notifications on my phone about the Knicks head coaching job, the Suns head coaching job, than I've heard about like Pelicans and um, the Jazz. It's like, really? I'm hearing more about head coaching jobs than I am about teams that are actually playing right now in the playoffs. Don't forget about the Magic. Uh, Memphis re-signing their interim head coach. I thought that was interesting. Uh, they're they're down to lose again. <laughs> I don't know. Anyways, no no talks about the Bucks yet. I'm sure that'll come soon. Okay, why don't we uh, move on to the East and we'll talk about some headlines there. Um, in regards, I think the biggest team here in the East, I think Indiana was just happy to bring that to Game 7. They have a lot of promise. There was that tweet from Oladipo to his trainer soon after they left. He's like, let's put go into work. Yep. Um, and also, I know it's early. It only happened today, but this has to be tweet of the week. Did you guys see Dirk Nowitzki? He said oh, the same man. thing to his trainer. Yeah, it was <laughs> his amazing. His trainer just called him out and said, if you pay me a million, we could start today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was great. Um, well, he also my, said that you should have retired four years ago. Yeah. Also <laughs> right, I told true. you four years ago you should have retired four he years ago. He said he wants to do another two years. Whoa. Disco two. Dirk can do anything. He's the Yami Yager of basketball. <laughs> he is, he's definitely, yeah, that's actually a really good analogy. Um, Miami, I think, is another team that's just probably happy to be in the playoffs. They're, they're, they didn't regress or progress from the season past, but. A lot of people thought they were just going to be worse this year, and they ended up just being a, a tough out. I thought they were going to do better against Philly, but um, I guess Boston was the answer for Philly so far. Yeah, I think the two teams that need to shake them up the most is Milwaukee and Washington. So let's start with uh, Milwaukee and Media Mike, your boy, Giannis. Attentacumbo. Well, the first thing, they got to get a head coach. We all agree on that? Yep. So anything else happens? Okay. Once the head coach is decided, whoever they may that might be, from what I understand, is tight ties to Mike Budenholzer from the Hawks. I feel like that would be a really good choice because they're he's a very pass happy, defensive oriented coach, and I think that's the exact coach that they need for that team. Thank you. Um, I feel like Jamari Parker is on his way out. And we've talked about him before, but I think he's the odd man out in that series because no one's going to take Bledsoe now after his poor outings in the playoffs. That was tough. Yeah, there there was supposed to be a lot more promise with Bledsoe. 
like when they made that deal, I'm like, man, that's a good deal. Like that, that's definitely going to help the, help their offense going to move the ball around. You know what I mean? And it just like in the playoffs, it failed miserably. Even if it, even if he was remotely the old Bledsoe, like the all-star Bledsoe they used to be in the Phoenix Suns era. So Bledsoe has length, and we thought possibly it would be better for him defensively against a series like this, especially against the smaller guards. And it just didn't work out, and it's a little shame. So like I said, uh, with Jabari Parker being an RFA, he's probably their best option. I can't see them getting rid of Middleton after having such a great series. Thoughts? Yeah, I completely agree. Like it, it, it wouldn't make any sense for them to really make them those other moves besides getting rid of Jabari Parker. He he doesn't. I don't know. He's his injuries make him questionable, but he could be a big acquisition to a team. Yeah, he definitely possesses the highest potential, but the most risk, which means he's going to get a reduced price in value. But I still think the value would be good enough for them to want to trade him. So let's move on to the last team in the East that we could talk about in the first round of the playoffs. Um, the team that Toronto just beat, probably the biggest biggest and best complainers in the league, uh, Washington Wizards. And uh, I asked you the question, who is going to leave? John Wall, Bradley Beal, neither or both? Uh, I'd have to say Bradley Beal. I feel like John Wall is the face of the franchise. Um when you really, when you think Washington, I think John Wall. I don't really think Bradley Beal, even though he was uh, probably a more consistent player this season. I feel like you can get a good return for him that can help John Wall. It's hard to argue against that, um, but I, I would I would say John Wall is going to be gone. They've already had a sample size of 41 games without Wall and Bradley Beal being over 500 team, and it looks like it's going to be good enough. For them moving forward uh, and possibly building around. But again, he signed it at Supermax. If you're a team that's desperate for a superstar because there's not many in the league and you think John Wall is that type of player, they can he can easily be traded for. It's only going to take possibly a potential starter, a young guy, and m- maybe a first-round pick to get so. That seems to be a nice formula for these superstars. Kind of like what, uh, what Paul George to Oklahoma and and Jimmy Butler to Minnesota, same similar type packages, which we thought were discounted prices. But at the end of the day, Zach Levine's doing really well in in um, Chicago, and we have Oladipo obviously doing Oladipo stuff in Indiana. Any thoughts, Media Mike? Sorry, I'm eating right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hard pro- hard producer at work so why don't we go to the second round and start making our predictions so we have let's start with the west we have Houston and Utah Houston's currently leading one nothing in a very decisive win uh, what do you guys see how far do you think that series is going and who has the best chance of winning um, I see Houston winning it Utah's a good team and they got some skill but I just I just don't see them really having what it takes to take out a team like Houston. I agree. How many games? Uh, six. Six. I'm going to have to go with Houston in five. I think Utah is a great team, but I think Houston wants to get rid of this game as quickly as possible because they know who they're going to be facing in the following round. Yeah, how, about you, Media? how about you, Media Mike? Six for Houston. Six yeah. in Houston, so you agree, Joe. That's fair. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I was stuck between five and six. I don't see this being game seven games. Yeah, I, I, 
Uh, Houston would love to sweep Utah because I feel like they can take they they're looking forward to potentially maybe having some extra time or they're hoping that uh, their next opponent might take a little bit more time of getting to them. Um, But I think Utah does pose a a lot more of a threat than what uh, Minnesota did. And at least Minnesota was able to grab a game from Houston. So I think Utah could pull off too. Uh, yeah, and I mean the Ricky Rubio injury is not anything to to squat at. Like that's a big injury for them, especially against a guard heavy team in Houston. Mm-hmm. And he's probably one of the best perimeter defenders. It's it was it was a hard blow for them. And without Rubio, I can't even see them having more than one game chance. Uh, let's move on to the team that you mentioned and I kind of mentioned: Golden State and New Orleans Pelicans. You guys both know I don't believe heavily in the Pelicans at all. Uh, currently, Golden State is leading one nothing. I believe this game is going to be done in five, possibly six, because the Pelicans like to prove me wrong. What do you guys think? Um, I, I think the Pelicans have a good team. Um, I think they match up. Golden State matches up with them very differently compared to um, compared to the Blazers. Um, Anthony Davis is going to have to deal with the likes of. Kevin Durant, um, what's his name, uh, Green, right? So I feel like mm-hmm. it's it, it's very different compared to the guard-heavy team that Portland is. Uh, yeah. So I don't see them having as much success. Uh, I can see it being Golden State in five or five or six. I think it, but I don't see really. A, I don't see a four-game sweep, but I don't see it pushing seven. Yeah, a lot of a lot of the analysts predict seven, but. Yeah, I agree with you. That five or six. How about you, Media Mike? I say six. I give him two wins for the Pelicans. Okay, so you guys both say six in the West. Uh, why don't we go into the East and we'll start off with Philly and Boston. We have Boston winning a very defi- decisive game one against Philly. Um, I think this series is going to go all the way to the end. What do you guys think? Yeah, I think they're very. I think they're two young teams with a lot of experience and a lot of learnings that they're going to go through. Uh, throughout the course of this series. Uh, I think there's going to be games where some guys don't show up. I think there's going to be games where a lot of people do, like someone does step up and they take their game almost to like that playoff level. Uh, It's going to be a hard fought series. I see it going seven. I think it could go either way, but I'm leaning more towards Boston. Yeah, I I, I agree. I think home court advantage is going to come in and I believe that uh, because that game seven is in Boston, that's that's where it's gonna go. So I say Boston in seven. Okay, and I believe I believe Media Mike's on the same page as us as well. Yeah, and I I mentioned this off air. I think it was really interesting that uh, Marco Fultz, the guy that Philly traded for to get that first overall pick and gave them the third pick, which Jason Tatum and that first round Laker pick that Boston has next year or this year, sorry. Um, he was dressed and he didn't even play. I thought that was very interesting. Yeah, I, I, I was very shocked when I saw that as well. Uh, but you would think they would put him in just to get some type of spark, but I guess not. No, it, it, there was definitely chances for them to use him. And, uh, we, it was just interesting, like the, the three main guys that helped him in the first round against uh, Milwaukee, sorry, against Miami that kind of allowed him to get these huge leads was the three-point shooting. And J.J. Redick, uh, 
Ursan Ilusanova and Marco Bellinelli were two for 15 from three yesterday. And that just can't continue to happen. I don't think they're going to be as good as they were in the first series. I don't think they're going to be as bad as they were yesterday. They have to be somewhere in between for this to be a game. Um, and it was great. Without Jalen Brown, Boston was able to get three guys in the high 20s in scoring. And Horford, Rozier, and um, uh, Jason Tatum. And I thought they just played really good team ball. And again, I think it's going to come down to not just home court, but the better coach and Brad Stevens. And I think that's just going to help. Either way, one of these teams is going to come out really, really cocky for next year. Actually, I think both of these teams are going to come out really, really confident for next next year, mm-hmm. uh, especially Boston with their two all-stars coming back and then Philly just another year under their belt of playing together. Yeah, absolutely. And they have have max money that they can add someone so why don't we talk about the series that's currently being played right now we have uh toronto and cleveland tied 0-0 so after um our recording one of these teams is going to be up one nothing by the time the viewers listen to this so we're not going to talk too much about that but what do you guys think without some homer bias realistically speaking how many games do you think this is going to end in and for who um, I genuinely believe the Raptors will win this series. Um, I think with everything that's been going on with Cleveland in the first round, uh, how will they played against Indiana, how the rest of the team stepped up and did stuff. Um, I think they're going to need a lot from a guy like J.R. Smith, Kevin Love, even Kyle Korver to really kind of stay in this. I think LeBron can only do so much. Uh, but I think it's going to be a long, tight series. I, I say Raptors in six. Uh, I think JV should never handle the ball ever. Um, I, I agree, Raptors in six, even after that terrible turnover. It's 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 a difficult one because I want to. I potentially see it being done in five, and I can also see it being done in seven. I don't. It's going to be hard for them to win a game on the road, but I believe if there was a game they were going to win on the road, it would be a game six finisher. Um, I think it's go home and home two two. Then Toronto's going to close out just like they did against Washington and win those last two games. What do you think, Media Mike? Raptors. Sorry. <laughs> Raptors and six. Raptors and six. Yeah, that's fair enough. Um, okay, well, that's good for that. Why don't we go to NBAers Assemble? Well, it's a pun on, obviously, the Avengers. Uh, we're in Avengers Week. Uh, the movie's already killing everything so far, and I've already seen it, and I think Squiggy's seeing it tomorrow. Yeah. Or today, for viewers who are listening. <laughs> um, I'm not going to spoil anything of it, so why don't we start discussing some players currently that were in the playoffs, uh, so they could be from the first round till now. Uh, and who do you think best personifies which current uh, Avenger? So I'll leave this open to the floor. You guys can pick a hero and pick a player and we'll go from there. What do you guys think? So right off the bat, when you're talking like Avengers and characters, I just, I see LeBron James and I think the Hulk. Um, he's just that big, powerful guy that when he gets angrier, he seems to get even better and he can he can just do it all. He can put everyone on his back. He can carry the weight, and he's just he's a beast. Like he himself is a beast. That, it's a hard one to argue. Um, I'm tending to agree. I understand the Hulk mentality because he's just a beast, and like 
if you want someone to win you a game or win you a fight, you're going to throw out the biggest, baddest guy who, who no one can stop, right? And that is LeBron James in the NBA. Um, I, I'm going to go with a different approach. I'm going to go with Iron Man, and not because they're like the richest or whatever. I think it's this is the godfather of the NBA playoffs, and it is Dwayne Wade. He won his first championship by himself in 2006. The movie Iron Man came out in 2008, and he's still going and still trying to win championships now, brought people together, you know, in the heatles and all that kind of stuff, and that's why I'm going with him as Iron Man. Very interesting. You disagree? No, no, I don't disagree. I, I, I can see I can see all your very valid points. All of them. <laughs> um, another one that maybe it, it, it's kind of like a little too easy of a pick, but I, I don't know. Oh, he's DC, so I guess it wouldn't work. I was no. gonna say I was gonna say elongated man should be Jonathan Tantacupo or whatever. Well that could be Mr. Fantastic. But okay, Mr. Fantastic, but he's not an Avenger. Well, he is in the comic books. If we're talking movie related or comic book related, I'm assuming movie related. Okay, I'm so. If you're gonna give it to me, I'm good with that. <laughs> if, if anything, I put him as Inspector Go Go Gadget, but um, I'm good with him being Mr. Fantastic. He's just so lanky. It's unbelievable. Like he takes two steps from the half, and he's at the net. It's crazy. I know it's an exaggeration, but it's kind of not. <laughs> Yes, he's very, very long. And then uh, I feel like a very obvious one is uh, Donovan Mitchell as uh, Spider-Man. Yes, young guy that everyone likes and mm-hmm. kind of exceeding expectations. I agree. Yeah. Also, Sp- Spider something is his. Spider Mitchell is his Twitter yeah. handle, right? Yeah. Oh, is it? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know that. You didn't even know that? You made that? No. No, I didn't know that. Okay, well, that's even more intuitive than you thought. Damn. I think maybe we can go uh, Fear the Beard as possibly Hawkeye, the long-range sniper Sharp, from, can get it from anywhere. Shooter. See, I think I would put like Hawkeye more of like a Clay Thompson because all Clay Thompson can do is really is hit those like long, long shots, which is all Hawkeye could really do. Okay, I'll give you that one. I'll give you, either or. I think they're the two best shooters respectively in the thir- first round so far. So either or is fine. Who's Captain um, America? Uh, if you have I, see, Captain that would have been my pick for LeBron. But LeBron, yeah. See, I'm I, I can see James movie. Harden. I can see James Harden as Captain America. Because he's MVP? Yeah. That's it. One That's could argue maybe Russell Westbrook is Captain America because he's he's the probably a strong leader, gets his stats and all that kind of stuff. But he's never he's never able to totally win everybody over. So see, I would Camilla see. Anthony. I would. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> uh, Camelo no, Anthony for, is Falcon. If you're gonna allow me to go with Captain America. <laughs> see, for for me, if so, you're talk if you're talking about Westbrook, I think more of what's his. Why am I blanking on his name? Um, Sebastian Stan's character, Winter Soldier. Oh, Winter Soldier. So yeah. then. Then no, then the easiest one there is Paul George's Winter Soldier, and then you have Cap as Russell, and then you have Falcon as uh, the superhero who can't do much. No, see, because <laughs> because Winter Soldier's a lone wolf who is very skilled and can do all these things, but he needs a team around him to really flourish and succeed. 
because that's his whole thing. And that's Fine. exactly what I, Russell Westbrook is. I will give that to you. And who do you want to give Cap to? Is it Kevin Durant in this situation now? No, James Harden, I said. Oh, Harden. Yeah. Sure. Why not? I'm okay with that. At the end of the day, no one's going to care who will be picking. So we have to put a Golden State to somebody. Uh, could they possibly be a villain instead of an Avenger? Can we can we say that Kevin Durant's Ultron? Kevin Durant is all. Why is Kevin Durant a bad guy? Because <laughs> no one likes him, anyways. Unless uh, a Golden State fan. See, Charlie agrees. What do you guys think? Sure, I'll give it to you, but <laughs> I don't know who I would put Kevin Durant as. I don't know. Anyway, he's a hard one, right? Yeah. Um, oh, actually, fiery personality, if you're allowing Fantastic Four, Human Torch, maybe? Yeah. Uh, Speaking of a uh, Chris Evans character. Uh, I'm good with that. And who's the Black Widow of the group? Um, highly trained, skilled operative. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Why don't we go with... Uh, I think Rondo, actually. Or Drew Holiday. Like, someone on the Pelicans, one of those Pelican guards, is just not they're not talking too much trash, is kind of, like, doing their job and doing a really good... and making sure that they're able to help out their team and stuff. See, not being I, the ace, not being the ace, but making sure they're doing more than enough than they're supposed to. Well, I would put Rondo more as maybe the Vision. You're giving him way too much credit. Vision's so OP, man. <laughs> um, I, I do want to give him beat a character because his personality is too much to not have a character. Um, I think I, his personality kind of matches Anthony Mackie, who plays the Falcon. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm going to probably I'm going to give him War Machine. He's just on. He just loves his gadgets and <laughs> and that mask and and goggles he has going on. Kind of kind of helps too. Kind of looks like he has a little bit of a of a war machine mask on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can see that. But uh, if anyone out there uh, has their own takes on what superheroes can be, what NBA players, or obviously vice versa, um, we can go outside Avengers if people want to get really out there. Um, but yeah, tweet at us or send us an Instagram message and let us know. Can we say Rudy Gobert is Thor? Nobody's getting by him. But he's see, tall and French as opposed to being tall and Australian. See, my problem is every time I think Thor, I just think MLB and it's Noah Syndergaard. Yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of mm. it's, it's kind of mm. hard seeing another actor as like a Thor characteristics. That's fair. Okay, so why don't we get into our uh, last headline for today. And Squiggy, if you want, uh, this is your time to shine because you have a really oh. good one that's Avengers related. Oh, man. This this has been a whole, like, three-day process of anger just slowly building up inside of me. There's nothing more than I hate is Spoilers. And I'm not talking about like when you're online going on, let's say, IGN and you're reading articles. And in the article, it says, spoiler alert, if you have not watched Avengers Infinity War, do not continue reading. It will ruin it for you. 
that is understandable. If you're stupid enough to continue reading and have the movie spoiled for you, you can't complain. But what I'm talking about is when you're on Instagram or you're on Twitter and you're kind of just, you know, scrolling through and all of a sudden Bleacher Report posts a photo of LeBron James wearing the Infinity Gauntlet and he is So he's Thanos? Yes, he's Thanos. And he's touching Victor Oladipo and Victor Oladipo looks like his body's slowly disintegrating. And in the caption, because I didn't understand it at first, I'm like, what the heck is this? And then I read the caption and the caption gives away a vital part of the movie. (laughs) I hate you. Why do people have to do that? There needs to be an embargo on society for at least two weeks. This is not one of those movies where it's like, oh, yeah, it's just another movie that's coming out and people will be talking about it. This movie was sold out in almost all the theaters in the area. Everywhere you go, unless you were going to sit first row with your neck cranked back for two and a half hours, you probably haven't seen the movie yet. It made $250 million in four days. So, yeah, a lot of people have seen it, but there's also a lot of people there that haven't seen it. So how about we keep vital points of the movie to ourselves? If someone says, hey, how was the movie? You know what your response should be? Oh, it was really good. You should watch it. Or, oh, I didn't like it. But when you watch it, let me know what you thought, and then we can actually talk about it. Don't just be going out there talking willy-nilly about certain characters and key plots of the movie that they may or may not die or they may or may not live or a battle scene that may or may not take place in a certain area that may affect certain people in certain ways. It's, <laughs> it's awful. It is horrible. And you suck. You suck when you spoil movies for people. I've been waiting for this movie for 10 years. Years. I've watched 19, 18 other Marvel movies to get to this point and to have it ruined the day before I go watch it because people just have to be talking out loud about it or people have to be posting clever, relevant Instagram photos that have to touch on the movie. You suck. And that's all I have to say about that. Get a nice little ding for that one. That was great. Well on point. So what happens in the movie is no. I'm <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I agree with you 100. percent That's why I went to go see it day one. I didn't want it ruined for me, but at the same time, you went everything, time just, everything good always gets ruined. You just have to like go in playoff mode and not go on any social media. But you went at what time on day one to see it? <laughs> Well, technically, day in the two. Middle, in the middle of the afternoon. Yeah. No, actually, you know, I went at 11.30 a.m. Yeah. See? When you, when you're able to, to a morning movie. When you're able to do that, that's fantastic. But I bought tickets. <laughs> I was supposed to watch it last night. And because of some circumstances with my wife and her mother's birthday, my mother-in-law's birthday, I had to go exchange my tickets. And now I'm watching it tomorrow night. And, of course, someone had to ruin it for me today. So it, it just, uh, it sucks. It happens. Do you agree, Medium Mike? I agree 100% too. <laughs> I agree too. Okay, so this is what you do. To those same people that you work with, you watch Deadpool and then you ruin it for them as soon as, <laughs> as, soon as you're going to work after you watch it at day one. Oh, man. 
Uh, at least, at least it's a little bit better. Um, I think that's a wrap. I want to end it on that great high note. I don't know about you guys. Yeah, uh, works for me. It's a great rant. I think you know, we have a lot of playoffs ahead. Uh, we will keep you guys informed on our Twitter or Instagram page. So if you want to follow us on Instagram, it's alu.show or on inst- or sorry, or on Twitter, it's alu.show. Alu is with three O's. Follow us there so you can get the latest updates on our new episodes. I'll be obviously posting. Both of us will be posting, uh, keeping you informed. And um, yeah, we'll, we'll definitely get into it. We don't want to take away too much from the playoff action. We kind of just want to add to it and make sure that the series are at least halfway through by the time we record our next episode. Um, let's enjoy it and kind of go from there and hope that our prediction's right. And then we could talk about some, uh, some best moments like we did in our first round. And always remember, don't spoil movies. <laughs> Uh, stay classy, ballers.